Uh, tonight we're going to start on a new topic, and uh, I just been I've been preaching off of this for the last two weeks, and uh, it's deep inside of my heart, my spirit. We finished the Believer's Authority series. I hope that every I hope some all of us in here benefited from those that series. It was a to me a powerful series. Uh, I think it was new for many to learn how to walk in such divine authority and power that Jesus Christ died to give us. And I hope you never forget that. Uh, I hope that whenever you pray that you're going to begin to pray without just begging God all the time, but taking authority in the, in the name of Jesus Christ over things. So I hope it benefited you. I didn't give you a test, but the test will come next time you pray. Amen. The next time you come into uh, a battle, we'll find out if you learned or didn't learn. You learn, I always say you learn as you go. As you come into contact with something, you'll learn. So anyhow, tonight we're going to talk about the operation of faith. Faith is the central topic of the whole Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, this whole Bible is based on faith. And... Uh, it talks about faith from one chapter to the next chapter. When you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it's known as the heroes of faith. And it talks about all the people from the Old Testament all the way up to the New Testament of how they overcame. And they all overcame by one word, by faith, the Bible says. The Bible talks about those that had uh, no faith in the Bible. Jesus said, when I come back, he said, well, I find faith on the earth in the book of Matthew. When I return, he's coming back one day, and he said, when I come back, well, I find people living by faith. Uh, and the Bible talks about no faith. It talks about people that have little faith. It, had, it talks about folks that had great faith. And it talks about people that doubted. So tonight, uh, I want to talk to you about the operation of faith and how to increase your faith. Because if you, in, if you learn how faith operates, it's going to increase your life as a victorious Christian. It's going to increase your, your testimonies. Your prayers are going to begin to get answered if you're praying and believing and applying faith correctly. The problem is, what a lot of people in the church is they, they think that they already know how faith operates. They think they, they got a clear understanding. I've been in church for a long time. I've been saved for 25 years. I know what faith is. And if I was to ask them, what is faith? What is your definition of faith? They'll say, to believe God. I say, well, that's correct. But that's only part of it. That's only one part of what faith is all about. And as I was thinking about faith and the operation of faith, I tried to come up with a good example of an operation of faith. Here is five steps on the operation of faith. And all these things are an operation. They all go hand in hand. It's not just one thing. It's all these things working together like a motor in a car that all these parts work together and then the car begins to run. 
We have an operation. The first thing you got to do is you got to hear the word to have faith. After you hear the word, you got to believe the word that you heard. That's part of it. We're going to take these one by one in a minute. Step number three, after you hear the word and believe the word, you've got to begin declaring, decree, speak the word. Amen. Speak the word. Right. After you do that, you got to act on the word. Faith always requires an act. You can't be just hearers of the word only. You've got to be doers of it. Amen. It requires an act. When Jesus said, take up your bed and walk, you've got to get up. It requires an act. And after you act on the word, expect the word to come to pass. If you put those five things together, you, what I call you have an operation of faith. Over in Asia uh, and uh, over in uh, Africa, I just got back on. I was teaching on the operation of faith, and I took these one by one, and I could speak for an hour or two on the first one easily or just keep going, but... Uh, usually I don't even get done with this series because the Lord, I, I break this down in so many so many ways that uh, I'm trying to get them to understand what faith is. And what most people think faith is is just hollering and screaming and begging God for something. But that, the Bible don't say holler, screaming, and begging moves God. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. You've got to have faith if you're going to please God. If you're going to get anything from heaven to earth, there's only one way to get it, and that's faith. <coughs> Begging, screaming, hollering, don't move him. Faith moves the hand of God. Uh, an operation of faith. These things put together is an operation. The, the people over in Africa, I'm try, I try to make an easy illustration for them, and I talk to them about the operation of a car. Many people overseas don't have a car. A lot of them never going to have a car. They can't afford a car. Uh, <clears throat> if, they, they, if they get around, it's either they're walking or they're on the back of a motorcycle. And if they got enough money, they might get inside of a van that's got, already got 15 or 20 people in it. And some of them hanging out the doors. So anyhow, not, uh, the car... There's more to operating a car than just having a car. If you ain't never had a car, and I pull up and I, I get, I pull up in a car, and I say, I'm gonna give you this car, and here's the keys. Somebody ain't never drove a car. What are they gonna do with the keys in a car? There's an operation to running that car than just having the car and the keys. First of all, you gotta know where to put the keys. You got to put them in the ignition, right? You got to sit down behind the steering wheel. <coughs> Here's the operation. You got to turn it. When the car cranks up, you also need to know another thing about a car. You need to know it has a gas pedal. You also need to know if you hit the gas, you better know where the brakes are. Very important in the operation to not hurting yourself. You also need to know where the, where the gear stick is. You need to know where drive is, you need to know where the bus is, and you know where, know where park is. All these things put together help that car operate. Amen? Amen? It's pretty simple here, but in the operation of faith, most people just think you just believe God and that's it. 
But there's more to it because a lot of times they're believing God, but that's what they don't understand. After they get done praying, they walk out of church and they begin to say things that are contrary to their prayer life and they cancel their prayers. I'm believing God. Well, if you believe in God, the Bible says faith will be found in your heart and in your mouth. I can tell what you believe by what you're talking about. Amen. Your mouth will tell on you. You, when you speak, you'll be speaking. You'll be speaking fear, doubt, unbelief, or if I listen to you, you might be speaking God's word. Then you're in faith. All this other stuff will cancel out your prayers. And a lot of people think I can just pray any kind of way I want to pray, and I can talk any kind of way I want to talk, and God still gonna have mercy on me. No, He ain't. He expects you to wise up. <coughs> One amen be not. The Bible says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people perish from a lack of knowledge. You can act dumb if you want to all your life and not get one prayer answered. Or you can pay attention and learn how faith operates and to begin to get your prayers answered. Because here's the thing, if you're praying and you're not getting your prayers answered, you will get discouraged. And when you get discouraged, what's going to happen next? You're going to stop praying. You're going to lose faith in your prayer life. And you're going to say, well, what, di what difference does it make? I pray and I pray and I pray, nothing happens. But are you really in faith is the question. Are you really in faith? So, uh, in the Old Testament, the word faith is mentioned 229 times in the New Testament. The word faith, let me back up. The word faith is mentioned 231 times in the whole Bible. The word faith. Only two, two times in the whole Old Testament will you find the word faith. The other, other 229 times you find the word faith only in the New Testament. So you wonder, how did Noah have faith? How did Abraham have faith? How did Moses have faith? Because in Hebrews chapter 11, it talks about by faith, Noah uh, warned the people that judgment was coming, a flood was coming. And by faith, Noah built an ark. By faith, Noah did that. Noah didn't have a Bible. Where did he get faith from? Where did Abraham get faith from? Where did Moses get his faith from? He didn't have one of these. It, wasn't, it didn't come out yet. You're blessed to have one. Amen. Don't need to be neglected. So where did they get it? You know where they got it? By God speaking. That's where you get faith. When God speaks, faith comes. Amen. When God spoke to Noah, Noah heard God, and faith, he began to react by faith. He, he took every one of these, these steps he began to do. Same thing with Abraham. Abraham didn't have one of these, but when God told him to leave his own home country, own country and go to another one he was calling him to, he heard God. Hearing God 
produces faith. When God speaks, that's where faith comes from. That's where step number one comes from. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Hear the word. If you want to, to have faith, how do you get it? How do you increase it? <coughs> you got to hear the word of God. Romans 10, 17. What does it say, church? Romans 10, 17. Say it again. Faith cometh. Faith cometh. As you hear the word, and hear the word, and hear the word, it's a continual thing. The more you hear the word of God, the more your faith is going to be increased in your spirit, man. And that's where faith comes from, is from your spirit, man. Your spirit, man. Faith cometh by hearing the word of God. Every time that you come to church, you're hearing the word of God. Amen? Amen. Or you should be hearing the word of God. Amen. The apostle Paul told his spiritual son, Timothy, Timothy, when you preach, preach what? The word. Preach the word. Preach the word. If the word is being preached, it will produce faith. Amen. Amen. It's a shame that you can go to some churches and walk out full of doubt. That's right. You can walk out full of unbelief because they ain't preaching the word. Preach the word, it will produce faith. Always remember this, very important. Because we got, uh, we hear, there's different voices that we can hear. God has a voice. Remember this, when God speaks, it will produce faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. When God speaks, faith will come. Now on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, when the devil speaks, our adversary, he also speaks. He comes to steal the word. So when he speaks, fear is produced. So you need to understand and discern who's speaking to you. Because when God speaks, Faith will come forth. Yeah. Amen? Amen? You will have to respond to it, believe it, speak it, act on it. But as you do, you'll see God will do what He said He would do. Amen. One thing that God ain't, He ain't no liar. That's right. Amen. And He don't change. Amen. And Abraham, I love, I never, I just love what Abraham said. He was the father of faith. And when God told him, You're going to have a son. Bible said he didn't look at his body, which was old, wore out, past the age of having children, and then he also didn't look at his Sarah, his wife. She couldn't, was never able to have children. They've been trying for a long time. She can't have children. She's barren. That means her womb is closed. She can't have children. There's a reason why she can't have children. He didn't look at himself. He didn't look at her. The only thing he looked at was what God had said. Amen. God said, I'm having a son. That's the only thing I'm looking at. I ain't looking at myself. I ain't looking at my circumstances. I don't care how old she is. I don't care how long we tried. That none of that matters. He said, the Bible said, Abraham said, I am fully persuaded that what God has said, he's also able to do. 
Amen. That is faith. Amen. Amen. You got to be fully, fully persuaded that what God has said, He's also able to do. Amen. 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 <coughs> Hear the word. If you want to increase your faith, the first step is to increase your time in the Word of God. Amen. You know a person that has no faith, no faith, person that has no faith, if you can get them, the reason they have no faith is because this is closed. If you can get a person that has no faith to begin to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and by the time they get done, guess what? They're going to say, I now believe. Amen. Their chances of believing is whenever they increase the word, faith is going to begin to jump up on top of them. That's the way it works. Faith is supernatural. Amen. Hear the word. Uh, uh, the word of God is food for the spirit man. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Your spirit man is where your faith comes from. It ain't your intellect. It ain't your mind. If I can talk you into something, the devil can talk you out of it. But if you get it in your heart, that's where faith comes from. And I, I'm going to walk you through this. We may not get it all tonight because there's a lot to digest. But... Matthew 4, 4. The Word of God is the foundation for your faith. And the Word of God is food for your spirit man. Your spirit man needs nutrition just like your natural man. By the way, if you really look at it and know it, know biblically with your eyes of your understanding open, before you or anything, you are a spirit. You are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. You are a three-part being because that's the way God made you. Spirit, soul, and body. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. You're not supposed to be led by your emotions or your intellect. You're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. We are children of the Most High God. When we got saved, our spirit man came alive. Amen. We're supposed to operate from our spirit man. Your spirit man needs food just as much as your uh, natural man needs food. Every one of us understands a natural man has hunger pains. If you go without food for 12 hours or so, your stomach will start grabbing. And if you try to work without eating, you might, especially if you're doing a, a strenuous job, such as shoveling or picking up or whatever, man, you're going to need some energy. And if you ain't ate, in a little while, you're going to be talking about telling your boss, man, I can't shovel no more. Why? I ain't got no energy. I'm about to fall out here. Your natural man has to have food if it's going to do any work. Well, your spirit man, if it's going to have any faith, it's got to have the word. Without the word in it, if you would look at a picture of your spirit man, and if you ain't been feeding on the word, he's going to look like Pee Wee Herman dried up. <coughs> dried up. 
And then when the enemy sees you in the spirit, he ain't intimidated by you. You a blowover. If you get hit with something, how are you going to respond? How are you going to defeat the enemy if you don't have no faith? And if you ain't been feeding on the word, you can't convince. You can, overnight, you can't eat the whole book. We have to be prepared beforehand. Right. Amen. 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 Yeah. The word is, 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 is food for our spirit man. And Jesus said it in Matthew 4, 4. When he was attacked by the devil, and he, and, and he hadn't yet eaten 40 days, he's in the wilderness, and the enemy says to him, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus, being hungry, could have made them stone bread. But he didn't. He said, it is written. What did he go back to? The Word. He went straight to the Word. He went to digging in the Word. The Word is Jesus. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and blood among us. Jesus is the Word. Amen. Jesus knew the Word. He was the Word. And when the devil came at him, he said, uh, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. See, that's faith food. That's the bread from heaven for your spirit man. He said, you, you, you can't live off just off of bread alone. Some bean ain't going to help you all your life. You're going to need some real food. The word of God is faith food. This is how you build your spirit man into a terminator, into something that the devil cannot overcome. Your faith is what's gonna is the shield that's gonna propel and, and quench every fiery dart of the enemy. You got to know the word. The word has to be in you. Has to get into your spirit, man. Yes. And just like when the devil came at Jesus and he was, you could say, agitating. What came out of Jesus? The word. The word. It is written. It is written. It is written. That's what needs to be coming out of us. Amen. But it ain't coming out if you don't know it. If you ain't put it in, it don't come out. That's the way it works. Kind of like a computer. A computer cannot pull up something that ain't already been downloaded in it. Correct? It's got to be put in. The com computer never be smarter than the man. The man had to put the brain in the computer. Amen. Uh, here, another thing about the word it's the foundation for our faith you need a foundation for your faith uh, the word of God is the revealed will of God if you want to know what God's will is here it is Amen. there's too many people walking around saying I wonder if that's God's will I wonder if that's God's will I've been saved for 20 years, but what is God's will? It's in here. This is the revealed will of God. This is God's word. It is inerrant. It does not have any errors in it. 
It is pure. It's holy. It's alive. It's powerful. This is the Word Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. Put a lot of emphasis on it. Put it in you. The will. The Word of God is the will, is the will of God. You'll never be able to have faith for something if you don't know what His will is. Everything starts with the Word. You can't have faith for something you don't know it's God's will. Many people today don't know what God's will is. The simplest way in the whole universe to know what God's will is, is this. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. You want to know what God's will is? The Father's will? Look at His Son. Jesus said when He was here, walking on this earth, He said, I didn't come to do my will, but I come to do the will of Him that sent me. Philip said, show us the Father. And Jesus said, Philip, I've been with y'all this long. And you still say, show up the Father. He said, look at me. He said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Amen. 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 Jesus, if you want to know what the will of God is, look at Jesus. If Jesus did it, it was 100% the Father's will. Amen. Anything else would have been sin. And if he had sinned once, he couldn't have died on the cross. He did never sin. The Bible says he knew no sin. He never sinned. He was always in 100% compliance with his Father's will. If he healed, it was his Father's will. If he cast out demons, his Father's will was there. He knew his Father's will. He is the will of the Father. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, I think verse 3, it says Jesus Christ is the express image of the invisible God. Express image of the invisible God. When you see Jesus, you see in God in the flesh. Amen. Thank you, Bart. That was a slow reaction. I'm fixing to say, where am I at? Am I in Singapore preaching? Thank you. A preacher can feed off of one amen, make him go another 10 minutes. In Singapore and Asia, y'all, when you're preaching, they, you don't know if they get it, they ain't getting it. They ain't saying nothing. You're like, hey, y'all, y'all still with me? Y'all still alive here? Y'all were looking at me like y'all were Singaporean. The Word of God is the revealed will of God. Always remember that. Uh, Jesus is the will of God. That's the easiest way to Jesus do it. Y'all remember that little bracelet that people used to wear, WWJD? What would Jesus do? If you go into a hospital room, you don't know what to do, what would Jesus do? Just look at Jesus. What would he do? If Jesus were here, I know what he would do. He wouldn't be begging, screaming, and crying, and getting and, and, and squalling, and, oh, God, please. He'd say, get up out of that bed and walk. He'd, say, he'd give you a command what he would do. Amen? Look at Jesus. The easiest way to know the will of God is to look at Jesus. A leopard one time came to Jesus. Leprosy. Y'all don't understand what leprosy does to you? 
It's a flesh-eating disease. Your ears are rot off. Your fingers rot off. Your toes rot off. I've been to a leper colony up in Burma. I've hugged them and kissed them. And I ain't got no leprosy. Because I got faith in the blood of Jesus. Anyhow, a leper came to Jesus. And uh, he had a question in Matthew chapter 8. I think it's verse 1. He said, Jesus, he said, I know you can heal me, but are you willing to heal me? I know you can, but are you willing? And Jesus answered his question that day. As far as healing goes, he said, I am willing. And he reached out and touched him, and he was healed from that moment. Amen. Healing is the will of God. Amen. All the time. Not some of the time. If it's some of the time, we can start praying, if it be thy will, Father. But here's the thing. A lot of the church has been praying, if it be thy will, way too often. And in circumstances when it don't need to be prayed. When... There are circumstances it requires an, an act of faith. You can't pray if it be thy will. And there's only one time that Jesus prayed if it be thy will. And the church, I don't know what the percentage is, but whenever they go to the hospital and they're praying for somebody, half of the pastors in America will go there and they'll pray if it be thy will. You know how much faith there is in that prayer? Do you know how much faith there is in that prayer? If. You start anything with an if, you start it off with a doubt. <clears throat> so, Jesus didn't say, he didn't pray that prayer but one time, if it be thy will. And that was the night before he was crucified. When he was in the garden. And he was headed to the cross. And he understood the pain and the anguish and everything he was fixing to go through. Yes. And on his knees, he said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup, let this cup pass from me. Amen. That's the only time he prayed that prayer in that instance. But when he was praying for the sick, when he was casting out demons, he didn't say, Father, if it be thy will. Amen. Not one time. We need to get rid of that prayer when it comes to praying with authority. We should have learned that during the Believer's Authority series. If it be thy will. So anyhow, walk into a room with faith, full of faith. The Bible says in Acts chapter, I believe it's Acts chapter 6, when they were looking for six, uh, seven men to go wait on tables there, to feed the widows and the orphans that were being neglected. The Bible says they chose out seven men from among them that was full of faith. Full of what? Faith. Full of faith and full of wisdom and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Wow. Them three, them, them men, they, were, they, they got them men to go wait on tables. We'd have to look high and low now to find Folks, full of faith, full of wisdom, and full of the Holy Ghost. Ain't going to do the tables. Huh? Ain't going to do the tables. And Philip came back and he, tried, he started a revival in Samaria. Because he said, I'm full of faith too. 
I can wait on tables, and I can heal the sick at the same time. I can preach the gospel. So while he was going, he was doing. And he brought a revival. But hearing the word is your number one step to having faith. If you want to increase your faith level, increase your time in the word of God. If you need to be healed, you need to increase your faith. Some people say, well, it don't take that, it don't take that much. It's just the quality. Well, get you a good quality of faith. <laughs> but listen, it don't... It, listen, the more you put this in, the more it's going to come out. The more television you put in, the more it's going to come out. The more newspaper you put in, the more newspaper going to come out. If you've been watching Fred Sanford and John Wayne more than listen to this, whenever you quote, you'll be John Wayne. And it'll be Fred Sanford. <laughs> and after you'll be acting like the three stooges when the devil comes. <laughs> hearing the word, hearing the word, hearing the word. You hear the word on TV, you hear the word on, on radio, you hear the word when you come to church. But the best time to hear the word is just you and God. Amen. Open this Bible up when you're at home and and, and yes. you by yourself, just read the word, read the word. And when you read it, read it out loud. That's right. The Bible said when you hear the word, hear the word. It's something about hearing it. So read the word out loud and your spirit man will respond to it. And faith will come exploding out of you. Yes. Amen? Amen? It's the faith food. Yes. I remember after I first got saved, uh, I told the Lord one day, I said, Lord, I'm on... Uh, Spend some time in the Word today. I got I got the day off. I'm off on Friday. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the Book of Job. And in my mind, I'm thinking Job is a little book. And I think I'm doing God a favor because I'm gonna get in the Word and read it. And when I I surprised myself when I opened that book up and I found out there's 28 chapters. I said I done jumped on more than I can buy, can chew. But I finished it. Because I told the Lord I was. Uh, I'd have been better off reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Because that would have been better faith food for me. Knowing what Jesus did. Instead of what Job went through. Job went through a horrible time. But listen, faith, I like the words in red. Amen. They work. Believe me. The word in red has power. All of it's good, but when I'm desperate, I'm going to the words in red. Believe me. Uh, anyhow, I said to myself later on after I got saved, I said, uh, I made a vow to the Lord that I'm going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and the book of Acts. That's five books, three times in one month. And when I made that vow, uh, and you, the Bible said it's better not to vow than the vow and not keep it. You've got to keep it. And that's the reason I made a vow because I knew I'm getting myself into something that I got to commit to and there ain't no way out. If there's a way out, the flesh will find it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many people have made commitments and forgot about them next week? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Anyhow, I read those five books three times in one month and something happened in me. Supernaturally. I didn't know what was going to happen. It was like Superman going into the telephone booth and coming out with that shirt on. 
after that month, man, I felt like I was, there was something in me that was alive. And when I seen somebody that was sick or had a problem, son, I went straight into action, just woof, praying with authority and with power and faith. I didn't see no impossibilities. And it was all because of the faith that rose up in my spirit, man, that responded to the natural circumstances. But man, you gotta just put it in. You can't put too much in. And the more you put in, man, you'll find it coming out of your mouth. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit will bring it back to your remembrance. Whenever you're praying over somebody, don't worry about what you're gonna pray. If you put this in, whenever you get there, man, the Holy Ghost will bring up what needs to come out to them. I've seen it happen too many times. I'm like, man, I hadn't even thought about that scripture in a long time. Ain't no way in the world I just thought that in my mind. It was the Holy Spirit brought it up out of my spirit, brought it through my mind, and, it, and I brought it out of my mouth. And man, it works whenever the Holy Ghost does it like that. Amen. But if you ain't put nothing in, don't expect nothing coming out. Can I have amen? Amen. In Matthew chapter 7, here we get ready to close here. The word is the foundation. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 29. The Bible talks about, uh, let's read it. Who's got it for me? Who wants to read it? I read it. All right, read it out loud, brother there. Matthew chapter 7. Chapter 7? Yep, chapter 7, verse 24. 24 through 29. Right. 24 through 29. Oh, can I read it? Oh, there. Therefore, whosoever hear those hear these signs of mine and does them, I will be likened to them a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended from the flood and came and the wind blew and beat on their house and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But anyone who hears these signs of mine and does not do them, he will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand. And the rain descended and the flood came and the wind blew and beat on the house and it fell, and great was it fall. 28 and 29. Read that. And so it was when Jesus had ended these saying that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as described. Amen. Amen. Jesus the Word taught with authority. <clears throat> In this illustration here, Jesus said, the storms of life are going to come. They're coming to everybody. And the Bible says in this particular story, Jesus said both of these people heard the same word. Same people heard the same word. Here's the same thing that can happen in church. Hey, some people over here can hear it. Some people over here can hear it. Some get it. Some don't get it. Happens all the time. Amen. But the storms is coming to everybody. There ain't nobody in here exempt from storms Amen. of life. It's coming. What's the difference? When you hear these sayings, one, the storms is going to come and the winds are going to blow. But when it's all over said and done, the one that heard the word and done the word, his house was built upon a rock 
And when the storm come and gone, his house is still standing. Right. Why? Because it built on the rock. The, it, they, when you hear these sayings, hallelujah, and you apply them to your life, your, your life is built on a solid foundation, the word of God. Your Amen. faith is built on a solid foundation, the word of God. But some people hear the word, they don't apply the word, they go home without applying it, and when the storms come, just like it does to everybody, instead of their house standing, when it's all over said and done, the, the wind and the waves knock their house down because it was built on sand instead of the rock. They didn't have a solid foundation. The word of God gives everybody a solid foundation. But you've got to hear it and you've got to apply it. Amen? Amen. The word of God. If the family unit in America would all begin to build their family structure on the word of God, America wouldn't be where it's at today. Right. It wouldn't be sinking and falling. That's right. The reason that the family unit is falling apart is because they have neglected the foundation, the word of God. And that's why you have such chaos, murder, strife, envy, every evil thing under the sun. People have no consciousness of telling lies. They'll lie to you, look you in the eyeball, lie to you. They have no consciousness of truth. They have no conscience because they don't read the word. That's right. The family unit is falling apart because they have no word. Right. Amen. Word is the strength for this nation. This is the strength for the church. And it's a shame, but half the church has watered this down. They've watered this down to where it don't even have the same effect. Preach the word. Stand on the word. It is your foundation, church. Continue to read this week in, week out. Between Sunday and next Sunday, there's six days or seven days, you read the word. And it will benefit you and profit you and mix it with faith and you'll begin to see your prayer life come up. Next week, we'll try to jump on Believe the Word. So, be here. Uh, We'll see what God has to do with a Sunday. <laughs>